Well, that is the official FIFA song, and uh, why not trumpet it out loud? Because the quarterfinals of uh, the FIFA Women's World Cup are here, and boy, do we have a weekend to savour on our hands. All starting here on SENZ this afternoon at 1 o'clock with Daniel McCarty and Emma Rolston calling the shots between Spain and Netherlands before we get Japan and Sweden later tonight. Tomorrow it's the Aussies defending home court against the red-hot French uh, before England uh, box on against Colombia. Brilliant, brilliant theatre will ensue. Some of the actions thus far has been quite spectacular. Fred de Jong is a former all-white, of course, and everything uh, football in New Zealand. Um, and he'll be wearing his orange today, I would imagine, from one o'clock onwards because uh, his Netherlands, as well, I should say, are uh, up against Spain. Fred, good morning to you. Good morning, mate. I'm wearing my orange now, man. <laughs> You're wearing your orange on. now? It, it's, oh, it's been all on. It's been all on from the get-go, to be perfectly honest. I mean, all those um, weeks ago, it seems, uh, New Zealand knocking over Norway gave us a, a great high, and we haven't come down, really. Absolutely, man. It was, um, you know, that that was. I think that was the result that kickstarted the the entire tournament. Totally unexpected, and you know, the the upsets have uh, have just carried on and on right through the tournament. Obviously, with you know, the, a lot of the big guns, USA, Germany, um, Canada, all going home, and uh, you know, looking forward to some uh, some really good quarterfinal action starting today in a game with that. Uh, Spain versus Netherlands, I think the ball's going to get tired because it's going to get passed around the park like you wouldn't believe. There'll be, um, there'll be probably over a thousand passes um, in that game this afternoon. Okay, so let's look at the, the two sides in particular and their pathway to get to this point. Of course, um, just the other day, uh, Spain very, very comfortable over Switzerland. Uh, and then, of course, we saw your Netherlands uh, account for South Africa pretty comfortably as well, 2-0. So, uh, form form coming out of there into today, and perhaps playing styles as such. Yeah, I think um, you know both both sides. Um, I think have um, started the tournament well, and so and have carried that on. And I think a lot of the uh, across the tournament, a lot of teams arrived here and didn't start the, the tournament well. And um, so, but these two teams have. Um, Stylistically, very similar. They love to have the ball. You know, Spanish and Dutch football, renowned for that. Um, Spain, just intricate passing. Probably over, um, if, you, if you're going to be critical of Spain, it's that they don't, um, they don't go forward as quick as, as a lot of teams. And so, you know, they're quite, um, they're quite stayed in, in when, you, when you watch them play. But, um, you know, it's a style that... Uh, that's served them well, and um, and and obviously it's uh, it's got them to this point in the tournament. The Dutch, I think, um, probably more um, will go forward quicker um, and more dynamic. Um, and I think it'll be um, that you know they, they have to the front players have to fire. Um, and Berenstein, Jill Rod, um, and Lika Martins, um, and the, you know a big a big factor for them is. Um, Daniela van der Donk is, um, is suspended after two yellow cards, and she's a big loss. So, you know, that, that could actually be one thing that tips it in Spain's favour. So, uh, Spain have made changes as well, and, um, you know, they've been a, a hard team to, to get a gauge on. I mean, Japan whipped them 4-0 uh, just two matches ago, and we all thought, uh, what kind of side is this? And then, now that you see that, you almost think to yourself... 
Mm, uh, were they happy to be playing Switzerland? Um, and the, the 5-1 scoreline suggests that perhaps they were. Uh, they're real dangers. Where, where, do they, where could they control the match, Spain? Oh, you know, they got two of the best players in the world. Actually, I agree with you, mate. I, th- I thought um, that uh, the um, Spain-Switzerland game was, or they, the Spain-Japan game was both side, a game where both sides probably wanted to lose. Um, and then Japan went, no, no, we're, we're going full noise here. Um, but uh, when you look at the Spanish side, um, the, the, two, the two standout players, Aitana Bomardi is probably one of the best players in the world and um, in, the, in the heart of the midfield. Alexia Portales is um, also very, very good. You know, won, won um, Golden Ball awards, um, but uh, hasn't featured as much under the coach because he says, he's, he's saying, that, you know, the other players are doing the job, so why change? Um, but Bonmati, you know, she's, a, she's, a, she's an absolute talent. So if she fires, then the Dutch are in trouble. The standard of football has been, I think, quite amazing. I've watched a little bit of women's football, predominantly women's Phoenix, um, a little bit leading into the World Cup to get a bit of a background. But I think one of the reasons why people have flocked, and boy, have they flocked, is the standard, uh, the power at times is, is, has been, I, I think, a real eye-opener. Oh, absolutely. And this was always going to be the case, especially in the, in the latter parts of the tournament. You know, the last 16, now the quarterfinals, semifinals, final. Um, you know, the, the, the standard of, of play, the actual standard of play, is very, very good. And I think um, there are some games in the, in the group stages where you go, yeah, it's a bit, you know, so-be-so. But, but still, the people came out, and it's a spectacle. And, um, and I think one thing... One thing you always get with a FIFA tournament, it's slick. It looks good. It's really well put on. You turn up to the stadium and everything's laid on and it's really nice, you know, when, you, when you're there and everything's organised and it works. And, um, and so you know what you're coming into, which is really good. Um, and I think that's been a bit of a... You know, it's, it's probably a learning lesson for New Zealand and probably Australia as well going forward, how to put on... A big tournament, and um, you know some of the stuff in the background because um, we do some of the media things. Just the scale of all this is um, hasn't been seen in this country before, and so you no, know that's, that's a real yeah. that's that's a real eye opener as well. The amount of kits, you know, technology kits, everything that goes into this into a FIFA tournament at this level um, is is crazy, and um, yeah, it's been it's been really good um, behind the scenes as well for a lot of people to see that. Um, but, you know, harking back, it's, yeah, the, the, the level of football at the top end of the women's game at the moment is very, very good. And we're going to get to see that over the next uh, week or so. Central to that have been Japan, of course, and uh, they're up against Sweden. They'll concede a little bit of height, but in terms of skill, they lack for nothing. And speed probably got it over Sweden. So uh, that's a really cool uh, clash coming up tonight uh, at 7.30. Yeah. Yeah, go, I'm going to head off to that with uh, a group of people. And, um, yeah, I think uh, in transition, Japan are very good. You know, they, they, um, they trot back into a you know, four-five-one formation in defence, very, very rigid and very controlled. Um, but then when they win the ball, they burst forward um, so fast and are very difficult to contain. Um, and I think the, 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 the real key for me with the Japanese side they just seem to be playing with so much enjoyment. And it must be, you know, the, the, the coach has really, yeah, just got them loving their football. And, you know, they, 
it, it's, it's, and that you can't say that about Japanese sides in the past. It's very regimented and it's very controlled. But you know, this this side, I think, has just sort of released the shackles a bit, and they're just playing with a freedom that um, it's really working for them. Right. Let's look at uh, tomorrow when uh, both games are, of course, in Australia. The first one uh, is at uh, Suncorp Stadium. Uh, and uh, that is uh, the host, Australia against France. Now, if you are uh, holding the reins for Australia, do you start Sam Kerr on the little bit of football she's had? Yeah, I think you've got to play your absolute best team um, from the outset and just see if she lasts, she lasts. Um, but because, you know, this is virtually a final for Australia. France are very, very good. And I think um, Aussie are going to have to you know, be at their best to contain you know, the, this, this French side. And um, especially, you know, Eugenie Lissamo with her two goals in the round of 16 just showed what a good player she is. But across the board, France, just the way they move the ball. And yes, the Morocco weren't great, you know, as far as the, the round of 16, probably the weakest of the teams in the way they played. But, um, but boy, France... Uh, France looked really slick, and I think um, Australia, yeah, this is going to be uh, a really tough, tough game for them. But having said that, they've, um, they've overcome all the hurdles that's been put in front of them so far, um, and that's without Sam Kerr. So if you add her in the mix, uh, they're, a, they're, a, they're a great side and very capable of going all the way. I think one of the things I noticed the other night, and uh, they were very effective for me, is they used the width of the park so well. They were da- they were very very dangerous the other night. I felt against Denmark when they went wide and attacked from wide. Yeah, absolutely, and they got pace. You know, Caitlin Ford, Erasso, you know, they got real pace on the on the outskirts, and then they've got some you know players in the middle of the park who can win the ball and and also. Um, you know, can can shovel the ball on, and so um, so so yeah, they've got they're a pretty good all round team, the Australians, and um, yeah, they, they but but it's going to be that'll be a cracking game, full house, you know, it'll be it'll be a tremendous occasion. Have you been slightly underwhelmed by the European champions, England? Um, now, of course, they've lost Lauren James through um, an act of foul play, and she will not be available to them should they until they make the final. Uh, so there's a key ingredient gone. But what have you made of England? And could Co- Colombia, who are rank outsiders here, sneak this? Uh, Colombia could. Um, I do think England got got a real scare against. Um, Against Nigeria, um, you know, I think they were they were thinking they would win that game quite comfortably. Um, obviously, Lauren James getting sent off sort of um, put a spanner in those works, and that and that was a real scare for them. Uh, so they haven't. I haven't. I don't think they've shown as much as people were expecting. I agree with you there. Um, and that you know, as European champions, I think everyone thought, oh, they're going to come out and play this you know, hugely expansive football and all that, but. Um, yeah, they've been they've been okay, um, but yeah, I, I do think you know that that'll be closer a closer game than um, than um, probably on paper it looks. Colombia are just doing amazing things, and so um, you know for for a team that's that's came into the tournament as um, as one of the outsiders. Taking your orange shirt off um, for a, a, just a second, the, the, the winner. 
who do you think is uh, your favourite to win it at this point? Can you pinpoint one? Right now, I'd say France. Um, looking at the at the performances so far, I'd say France probably, um, yeah, looking likely. Um, and and I've also been hugely impressed with Japan, um, but I'm just not sure they've got the physical attributes when um, for the semi final and final. But uh, yeah, those two probably are the the, the best sides so far. Okay, uh, we'll just change tack and uh, we'll stay with football, obviously. But uh, we just might head up to. Uh, the UK, where of course uh, the EPL starts this weekend. In fact, tomorrow morning, very early, Burnley in action uh, early on in the piece. But um, what are you looking forward to most this year in, in the EPL in terms of uh, can it be more of a competition? Can more teams be likely chances? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, I think, uh, but it's going to be tough. Man City, they've got all the resources. You know, they've got a great coach, all the resources, um, and you know, it's good. you're going to have to have an outstanding season to um, to contain Man City. And the, the 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 thing with them is, is you know, we saw with Arsenal, they um, they they gave it such good shake last season, but they just got run down at the end. Because Man City are relentless in that regard. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be probably usual suspects as it all, as, as it is. It'll be the the interesting part is whether whether Arsenal can can do it again. You know, can they do? Can they go? as well as they did this year. Because um, you know Man City will be good. Um, yeah, and then who else is going to be, be up there with them is, is the question. The big question is now, uh, will Harry go to Bayern? It sounds like Harry Kane, uh, well Spurs and Bayern have come to an arrangement. They've been reluctant to let him go, Spurs, for about two to three years now, but it might be uh, a season without um, Harry Kane for Spurs fans. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, that's been the big talking point in the off-season and it just looks like they've done the deal um, in, in the last day or so. So, yes, Tottenham and Ange Postacoglu will have to get ready with life without uh, without their top goal scorer. So, it's always a difficult one, but uh, probably in the long run, probably good good for them. I mean, good for Harry Kane to, to change countries, I think, to try and prove himself in a, in a different country. Um, so, yeah, because if he can do that, then then you go, yeah. Now you are a real, you know, you've, you've, uh, you really have shown that you you can do it in different environments. Have you managed to put your syndicate together to get that second um, uh, that second A League team uh, in New Zealand up to Auckland yet? Have you you're still pulling the, pulling it together? <laughs> I, I wish I wish I had that coin, mate. I wish I maybe I can win lotto this week this, tomorrow yeah. night because that's just enough. To get to get a, an A League franchise. <laughs> oh my god! We're hoping, we're hoping, um, but we'll see. We'll see. It'll be awesome for the sport if it if it came about. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to wait and see on that one. So, do you think women's football in New Zealand? How can women's football in New Zealand cash in on this? I mean, okay, we we dipped out at the at, you know at the, the round robin stage. But, I mean, how do they ca- cash in on this and, and perhaps not let this chance go by to a certain extent I think maybe New Zealand cricket have after their World Cup and maybe New Zealand rugby have missed the boat a wee bit too after the success of the Black Ferns. How do New Zealand football make sure that this is not wasted? Oh, for me, it's all about opportunity, just giving girls the opportunity to, um, to play the game. And it's just about getting numbers, numbers at, the club, at club level. Um, you know, and you know, doing doing all those things that attract 
females to sport um, because they're different to what attracts males to sport. And so that means females, females doing stuff for female athletes, um, which I think is really important because they understand why the girls play the sport, why they stay in the sport, um, because it's all it's 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 easy once players are good at something because they they go yeah I, I enjoy it because I'm good at it and, and I get uh, and I get kudos for that and that's always um, reinforcing. But it's for the players who aren't great at the sport. Um, working hard to keep them in the game because then later on they're your administrators, they're your referees, they're your coaches. Um, they may not be great players, but they can add so much to the to the sport as a as a whole. So I think it's um, yeah you have to you have to make it an environment where people just want to be a part of. And I think that's the uh, that's the trick to capitalise on the World Cup. Yeah, good on you, Fred. Uh, thanks very much for those thoughts and your predictions leading into the weekend. Enjoy tonight at Eden Park. It'll be an absolute cracker, I'm sure. Uh, and enjoy the rest of uh, the Football World Cup as well. Thanks, thanks for uh, being available to us uh, today. Awesome. Cheers, mate. Thanks very much.